Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Funkaholics podcast. I am your host, Nando T, and I brought back one of our known... Infamous, just infamous. Infamous, we'll go with infamous. infamous. (laughs) It's been a while since we've had him back on the podcast, but he is back today, guys. And before we get into the shit and talk about what we love, which is going to be collecting and all that all that shit today we're it's gonna kind of be just uh a free-for-all if you will we're gonna we're just gonna cover a lot of topics that have been uh been around and all that good stuff guys but before we get into it the funkaholics podcast is starting right now you are now listening to the funkaholics podcast Oh man, we are back. It's been a while. It has been a while, been... man. Since we've had an episode out. One the last one that I was in was when the Was it after the Albuquerque Comic Con? Yeah. I think that was the last one that I, I was in was. after we talked about that one. Yep. So yeah, it's been a little bit, man. I'm glad to be back. Absolutely, brother. We always love to have you back over here, man. Yes, sir. So for those of you that know the voice already, and for those of you that don't, we got Jake back here with us in the Funkaholic studio. That's right. And we're here just to shoot the shit. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to shoot the shit. So Freestyling today. We are going to go on a little hunt later today or after the podcast. So check that out on the YouTube video. We'll uh, We'll get that posted up there. But sorry, guys. I know we've been away for a while, and I haven't dropped any new episodes yet, but we're preparing for the 100th episode and i'm also just getting a lot of material together so that we can get more episodes out to you and just get ready for for what's to come because there's going to be a lot of great things coming from the funkaholics podcast but enough about the podcast let's get into the talk about what we love so jake you've been on that high bro with those slabs talk to us man yeah man uh like i said uh I was really big Funko and then just, just sort of graduating and, and elevating my collecting game, you know, got a lot of NECA stuff, but yeah, just been buying slab books. Um, anything and anything. I got a couple really cool books that just came in. I got, um, I want a waffle. It's a really nice cover of, um, Gwenham, uh, versus Carnage. And it's a, uh, Mary Jane, uh, with the Carnage uh, symbiote suit on and she looks sexy and amazing. Um, just buying a whole bunch of stuff. Got a bunch of turtle, uh, books came in. I got some Kevin Eastman signed books. Um, uh, just a bunch of different things, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm not really big on necessarily the rarity of it. If the cover looks good, you know, sometimes slabbing in the process is, is more expensive than just, um, you know, the book itself, a book could be a dollar, $2 book and it's so much money. I'm still waiting for uh, when Sam De La Rosa was down here. That's when I sent that uh, my uh, Major Spider-Man 300 out to be graded. It's still over there. Um, I got the update. It's still impressing because uh, they have like a 10,000 psi press machine that presses books uh, just to get any you know any little wrinkles out of it. So I'm waiting to see that. I'm hoping to see what the grade is. That's going to be the, the the big reveal. Um, I already talked to you about that. We'll probably do it. Um, I don't know, we'll set up and maybe do a video recorded here live while we're doing a podcast as well and put that on YouTube because, as we recall, we missed the purchase of it, you know, $1,700 for that one particular book. Right. Um, you know, that was a, 
and I've learned since then. I was really new to it, so I'm excited to see what that slab's at and what it comes back. Uh, but I'm trying to, uh, you know, everybody's shooting for that 9.8, and uh, you have to. I'm trying to learn to be okay with the non 9.8 books uh, because you can get a you know a 9.2 or even a 9.0 that presents really beautiful. It doesn't have the value, and that's kind of some of the stuff too. Is uh, with slab books, obviously, everybody's trying to get that 9.8 or better. So. You know, I ended up with a perfect 10 Spider-Man. Uh, everybody that doesn't know, I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite Marvel character of all time. And uh, that's a pretty hard thing to do is get a perfect 10 book. So uh, the collection is just growing, man. I've got, you know, all the last Ronins except for the one that just came out, uh, the issue number four that just came out, they're all graded. Uh, full, many variants of that. There's so many different covers for that. So, um, again, they just present well, and I don't want to miss the boat. Um some of the collecting is for me is a collection, but it's also investment. So after I'm dead and gone and my daughters are still around, uh, those books will hopefully have some value. Just like if, uh, you know, the original first printing of the original Ninja Turtles book by Mirage Publishing. I mean, those books, uh, I seen one. There's a guy I follow on um, on Instagram. He does slab, uh, slab sales and everything. He does like an auction Shout out to at the man behind the Red Hood comics. Um, he's a good guy, Rob. Uh, but um, where was I going with that? Uh, I got sidetracked. So yeah, the well, he bought a huge lot, and those the, like a first printing nine point white page, you know, Ninja Turtles book is you know a quarter of a million dollars easy all yeah. day long if you can find one. And all these things are like in people's personal collections, so it's just I don't want to miss that boat. The the last Ronin series was the first thing that peter laird and kevin eastman did together since the falling out all those years ago so it's it's it'll hopefully it'll be something if not it's cool it's a really cool storyline so yeah man that's what i've been up to just really buying books different slabs and um you know just trying to trying to get that collection going right on man yeah you've been uh you posted a lot and i mean just seeing you know the artwork and everything from these comics and then you know to see the grading on them everything that's really 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 cool um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, so now that you're getting familiar with getting things graded and stuff like that, what's the process that you have to go through when you're getting, let's, let's talk about the Spider-Man 300. So what did you have to go through to, to get that sent? And, you know, how do you, how do you check the updates on it and things like that? Walk us through the, the process on that. So there's, there's, there's three ways to do it that I've done all. So I've gone through three different ways. So I, I have a CGC account. And I can send books in myself, uh, which I've done. So you got to, you know, make sure you pack everything good. Uh, you know, you go onto their website, you pick the, you know, you have to say, okay, this book is, it's this book. This is what I value it at. Um, you know, do you want it, you know, you can get it just regular and it's like, you're looking like six months plus for just, you know, regular handling service. You know, you can get express, you can get walkthrough, which basically they get the book and the person that receives it, they know it's a walkthrough. You walk through on the box, they take it, they walk it to the grader. And then they walk it through the process. It's like a you know three day turnaround, but it's super expensive to do. Okay. Uh, so that's one way of doing it. Uh, and then you wait for your books to come back. Um, and then um, I went through um, what the heck Age of Comics. Um, I had them send some books for me because they're CGC also as well. Oh, right on. So I had bought some books uh, from them, and they send out monthly to CGC. That was I remember I, I sent some last running books out uh, with them. November of last year, and I didn't get them till I don't think I didn't get them till 
like June or July. It was over for a long time. And then now most recently there was uh with the Sam De La Rosa signing, uh there was a CGC representative actually there. So um that process there, they have a witness there. So he witnessed Sam signing my books, doing the the um the remarks on there, the colored drawings on the books and so then the witness signs paperwork and then they send it off because then you'll get the yellow label. There's so many different labels you can get through CGC yellow label signature series. And it'll say, okay, signed by Sam De La Rosa on this day, remarked on by Sam De La Rosa this day. Uh, so you pay him, right? And uh, so I sent a, f- a few books with him. Uh, it was my first time using him as a third party, but he's a CGC representative. So they're pretty, um, I was pretty happy with the experience. It seems like they have a pretty good vetting process. Um, he explained to me that in order to even become like a full-blown rep, you have to be a witness for under somebody else who's already CGC certified as a, as a representative for, you know, I think one year or two years or something or three years. Um, but very professional, you know, filled everything, make sure that, you know, he was very you know meticulous about, okay, this is what you want. Do you want a custom label? Okay. This, this, and that kept me in the process. And, um, with this particular, uh, group that I'm working with, they send you an email. Okay. Uh, usually about every um, every three weeks to every month, he sends an update. Like I just got one saying Sam was here. Uh, I don't even what was he July, June, July, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the books are still at pressing right now. And the, the ASM three hundred, it was supposed to be express, which is supposed to have like a fifteen day turnaround. It's still there. And it's still impressing. So you can check the status. You put your ordering number in in the CGC website, and it'll tell you okay. Um, it'll say received if they just received it. Okay. It's, uh, at CCS, which is their pressing company. Okay. Then the, the other one is, you know, goes from there under review. Okay. Grading. And then, you know, it tells you, it'll give you the steps of what it is. So when it, so when it's actually getting, so when it's in the final steps, do they actually tell you like, here's what's being sent back to you and here's what the grade came out. Or when you open it up, that's when you see the grade. When you open it up is when you see the grades. Cause you don't, you won't know what it's, what it's graded until you open your box. Wow. They won't tell you your grade before. That's pretty you cool. Get your package. I mean, it's cool. And then it's kind of like, I think they do it. Cause like if you, maybe if you send a book and it didn't get the grade, maybe you throw a stop payment on your credit card or something ah, like that. So that I mean, sense. some people might not be happy with the grade or whatever, which I don't know. Some books, even at low grades are super, super expensive. Right. I mean, some of the, you know, and there's just different, it depends on the era. Like you got golden age, silver age, bronze age, and then you got modern. So some of those and books. And then limited runs, right? They That plays into it too. Yeah. So if it depends on like how many issues there were, um, how many known copies there are. And that's the thing about grading process and, and why uh, CGC is, is um, I would say the best in the business. They take forever because everybody goes to them. And now with the pandemic, everybody's grading everything. Um, but there's population reports. So you'll know. Okay, so my book came back a 9.8. There's, you know, 5,000 graded, but only f- maybe, you know, 500 or 200 or 250 came back 9.8. So there's only, you know, five tens. Nice. There's only 35 9.9s because you can get 9, 9, and then 10. But, uh, again, that's very rare. So you can see. And that's how you can – that's why when you – get the value of your books that's kind of protected because you know that you know how many are out there right and that's there's there's another industry and we can we can cover that about you know that started getting into the grading process of grading video games that's like a whole it's a mess right now uh but <clears throat> that's some of that's like basically the process of grading your books okay. and they, they do it too it's like saying like psa with um 
Uh, PSA does population reports for their cards when they grade, you know, Pokemons, baseball, basketball. And then say, I think Beckett does too. Beckett does population reports too. So again, when you go through those companies, it protects the value because you know how many exist. Oh, right on. Yeah, I actually think I'm, um, I think I might dip into actually getting my first um, sports cards graded. So I got a couple of rookie cards that I scored. Um, I've actually been getting into, I've been dipping my hands into um, football cards again. Um, I scored a Trevor Lawrence rookie card, and then I've got some old cards that I want to send in and get graded. So I'm actually going to be chasing that venue sometime soon. When you talk about having a membership with CGC, are you paying for that? Yeah, you have to pay. You pay a yearly membership, and there's different levels. Like you got like an entry level, um, a mid grade, and then uh, a like a top tier and then like the different grades, the different levels that you pay for your membership, you get a discount on your books and there's other perks as, as the more you pay. Okay. So right it just on. depends. Right on. What, um, what are those levels that we're looking at? Like, what are you paying a year? Me? I'm, I did the basic level. I think I paid, uh, I think I only paid like $35. I want to say $35 a year, but I think it goes all the way up to like $300 a year. Damn. 35 bucks a year ain't bad. And then and it just depends on your volume too. So if you, if you, if you, um, you know, if you send a lot, then obviously having a membership is going to, cause then you'll get discounts on, on the thing instead of paying the full price for your grading services. It doesn't give you the, um, I don't, I don't think it gives you like a, like a bump. Like you don't take priority if I'm mistaken, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I haven't really looked into that. So like if you pay for the top tier, like the stuff you send in goes above, like you cut line, right? Not only yeah. does that. Okay. It's just more of a price break and a few other things. Right on. Yeah, it's been interesting to see what the world's been going turning into, especially with this grading, man. Like just for some reason, like in the last couple of months, like it seems like everything or the buyers are wanting something with a grade on it now. Yeah, it's 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 changed like the whole and that's something that I never really cared about or really got into, like graded I was always like a collector, like I wanted a pristine box, right? And that's that's what I was kind of known for. Like if it has something wrong with the box, I don't want it. I don't care what right. the pop is or whatever the thing is. I'm I'm real. And I'm about my vehicles and everything. Like like even if it's the tiniest scratch or whatever, the fact that I know it there drives me up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, and it's weird how this pandemic has really shifted the collecting world. It's and it and it's. I don't know. It's not organic. It's just it just people had more time on their hands, and I don't know where they got all this money from. I guess the government, you know, helped all this collection stuff because people weren't working. But everything went up. Prices on pop figures went up. Comic books have went up. You know, cards have gone up. Yeah. But I think um, the Pokemon bubbles popped. Unless you have like OG, like you know, first printings of stuff and like early sets, but. You know, PSA, who's a who's a grading company, they don't even like as as of my knowledge now, you can't even send bulk submissions in, right? It's it's each individual individual card is graded, and it's like three hundred dollars per card to have it graded. So, I mean, unless it's something that's going to be, you know, even if it comes back, um, you know, nine and PSA nine or whatever, if it's got to be more than what you're invested in it. To oh get yeah, any kind absolutely. Because people were just sending anything and just and it's. They were hiring, trying to hire graders, and then, you know, there's other companies, but PSA is probably the most uh, prestigious uh, for card grading. Um, you know, CGC I would say is for comics. Um, you got uh, you got another comic book company, CBCS. Uh, they was started by the original 
uh, one of the original graders for CGC he started his own company. They do all, they've gotten a lot better. And I think they're starting to edge out in the market as far as um, people not shying away from a CBCS book. Uh, some people think that they're actually um, the, the grading process for that company is harsher than CGC, but who knows? And then you got Beckett uh, who is a, um, you know, Beckett's been around for a long time. If you've been a car collector, a sports car collector, you know, the Beckett guide, you know, and, They've been around a long time. Their grading process is a little bit different. Um, like whereas um, you know PSA or whatever will grade it, whatever the numeric value is. Beck will do that too, but they do okay. These corners are a nine, surface is a nine, edges are a five, a eight, eight point five, whatever, and then they average that out, and that gives you your your score for your card. So, um, but uh, like I said, it's just a, um, it's it's crazy. Collecting is crazy. Like I'm waiting, like I said, waiting for books, and everything is. I mean, it's all over eBay. Everything's, you know, it's just super nuts. And then yeah. the influencers, social media influencers really uh, changed some of the collecting as well. They kick up a lot of that. I noticed um, eBay went through some new updates and everything. And, like, now even when you sell shit, like, if it's re- if, if it's related to, a, to, like, a card or a comic <laughs> or anything like that, they even want you to put information if it's been graded or not. So they're asking for a lot more details on these. And um, I don't know. It just... Uh, it just seems like the the market's saturated right now with so much shit. I guess that's why they want all those extra details to possibly push your sale a little bit higher or to get more attention to it or that's just what everybody's looking for right now. Or they just I think they want to do that as is is that as well, but I think they just want to make sure it's a it's a precautionary thing, right? We want to make sure that they're what you're selling you're representing exactly what you're selling, right? You don't want I mean, they make so much money. I mean, I don't know how many transactions they do, on, you know, in a 24-hour Jeez. period, but you know, they just want to, you know, stop any kind of issues before they happen, I imagine. So, right. Yeah. It, it could be that, or, you know, like somebody that's, you know, selling some fake shit or something like that. They're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to put all this in. Just never mind. I'll send it, I'll sell it somewhere else. And that's one of the good things, too, about um, buying stuff that's already graded. It's, you know, what it is and you know that it's real because you can get that serial number and punch it into the you know whatever grading company's site and it'll tell you okay yes this the serial number is legit and then you know whatever it is some of them will even have graders notes so you can see exactly what was wrong with it right you can always purchase the notes so not like that's one of the options when you when you uh, like for a book you can ask you know for graders notes it's an extra charge because then they'll put you know they'll give the graders notes to you so you'll know okay this book came back you know I thought it was going to be a nine eight but it came back a nine four yeah but you don't understand why so you get your graders okay well you know one of the interior pages was creased or, you know, there was a tear on one of the pages on the centering issue or, issues or something. Yeah. So, you know, that's just kind of one of the things. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It I, is. It's crazy. It really is crazy. I would love, I know there's <laughs> videos out there, but I would love to just, uh, just kind of see a grader going through all that and just seeing like every little fucking detail that they check on there and like what to look for, what they're researching on them and shit like that. So that would, uh, that would definitely be a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Pokemon, bro, like I've I've noticed, um, it's not as crazy as it used to be. Mm-mm. It's uh, it's dying out. Um, you can go into Targets now, and the shelves are fucking stocked with Pokemon cards. They disappear maybe about three or four days later, but I mean, it's not you know the instant you know rush or you know people standing waiting out there to fucking attack the lady that stocks that shit. Um, we don't see, you know, videos of fucking dudes with baskets fighting and shit like that anymore. Yeah. Um, 
do you think the grading process is kind of uh kind of help kind of push that back no it's actually the 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 pokemon company itself that is doing to combat this is they they are printing in greater numbers so it's not as scarce oh okay so the the reason why this is because you couldn't find it because they would get a handful of things in but they're printing the shit out of the stuff now okay and then like i said that's the whole thing is like and it was i think the and i applaud the company for doing this um you know the you know what is it the pokemon company uh, international um so now that what they're doing is they're actually um you know they're removing the seals on boxes so that you know that they can't be resold as so that it's it's it's, it's putting a dent in the flipper, flipper market, market. <laughs> so that the product can get to the people that actually want it so it's actually you know because it was that was always one of the old sealed you know you would see the uh the pokemon you know the pokemon seals on there the old ones had um wizards of the coast seals on there and that's i mean those ones i mean some of those boxes like the original boxes they're you know tens of thousands of dollars we're talking yeah and some of the packs are tens of thousands of dollars did you see those fucking oreo boxes were going for a thousand dollars yeah people trying to sell the the mew cookie for like a hundred bucks jesus that's that's, that's i mean that's when I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Bro, I even sat there like when I saw that <laughs> shit because it came in through my on my Apple News and I'm just like, no way. So I read the storyline and everything and I was like, this is fucking nuts. Then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I was at Target earlier. I saw <laughs> I saw a package of cookies right there. And the collector side of me, bro, or the flipper side, <laughs> I almost sat there and just thought about it and I'm like, what could I really sell these for? Then I was just like, it was like reality check. I was like, no, Nando, just yeah. fucking leave it for some, hopefully Somebody. some kid will buy it, you eat know, and be cookies. excited about it yeah. and eat their cookies the way they were supposed to, they were meant to be. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like, I mean, I can't knock anybody's hustle. Uh, we have a good friend that that's like his thing. Right. And I don't necessarily agree with it. I can't say that I'm innocent. I've bought stuff and sold it for more than what I paid for it. Everybody's right. guilty of it, so I'm not. I have no place. I have no room to talk. But I'm like, yeah. Like I just did that today. I was at, um, I was at Walmart. Uh, just and I because I'm looking for the Ninja Turtles, the the reproduction Ninja Turtle action figures. But anyways, uh, the War for Cybertron Transformers line is like a huge fucking thing right now. It's really big, and and um, there was a Rodimus Prime. And it was the only one there. It was like $83. And I'm like, I could buy this. I'm like, and flip it. So I pick it up and I'm walking through the store. I'm like, I really want to fucking do this. <laughs> I fucking put it back on the shelf. I was like, I don't know what. I just like, I don't know. It's just not. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, I don't know. It's just, so I don't know. What I've noticed is, so a lot of this new shit, you got to, you got to find it right when it's hot. The moment it's hot. Exactly. So I ran into that with the, um, Macho Man, cream of the crop. Yeah. So if you had the chase, money, and if you had the common, a little bit lower in the price, but still people were fucking... I literally posted one on Macari, and that fucker sold a minute after I fucking put it out there. Yep. And they there was no negotiations. They bought it right at the price that I put it for. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> some of this other stuff that I'm noticing, like it'll be hot for a quick moment, but I think a lot of people are starting to learn now. If you just have some patience and you wait a little bit, that price will come down significantly. And that's what I and that's what I've learned. Uh, that's something that I've had to teach myself with discipline because I've, again, like we go back to that book. Like I spent seventeen hundred dollars on that book. I probably overpaid for it, and I didn't know anything about it. I knew what it was, and I knew that it was a sought after book, but I had no, I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know 
you know, I, the guy said it was a nine six. You know, because a lot of people sell books. They'll okay, this is you know nine six. This is what it's what we feel it's going to what they feel it's going to be graded at. Right. But then I took it in, and then to me it looks gorgeous. But then I took it to Age of Comics, and I you know people don't like. You know, there's some people that beef with Age of Comics. Me, they treated me real good. And again, it's not here nor there. Not here to create controversy too much. But you know, I had him look at. It, he's like, he knew the buyer. The buyer's out from Florida. And, <clears throat> you know, he's known for marking books, using markers to touch up books and stuff like which is a huge no-no. It, it, it'll, if, you've, if, if it comes back that it's been tampered, I mean, it literally has no fucking value. Once it's been, you know, molested, it's, it's no good. So, uh, thankfully, um, you know, the pages, you know, there was no touch-ups or anything like that. But there were, um, you know, and again, just stuff that I'm learning, you know, creases – uh, that color break, right? Regular creases can be pressed out, but if they break the color, you can press out the crease, but that color break will be there. You know, you're going to look in at those fine, fine different stress things, and fine shit stress, like that. staples, rust, all kinds of different things. So I, I really, you know, again, like I said, I really pulled the trigger on that. And I was just, like I said, I got buck fever. I pulled the trigger. I probably shouldn't have because I could have got more than likely a better deal. Like I said, that day that I went, they actually had one, an ASM 300 in there for a lesser price and it looked better than my copy. So again, you live and you learn, but um, yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, you know, in times like that, though, when you see something that you truly, you know, that you that you really want, something that's important to you, you're a huge Spider-Man fan. Yeah, we know that's a rare comic. You know what I mean? First appearance of Venom. I mean, oh, dude, that's, I, that's the first is a key issue. I watch Comic Book Man twenty four seven, and a kid from New Jersey brought that into their fucking store, and they were just sitting there like they had just opened up the fucking golden egg. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it's an important book and they like the kid knew, you know what it was worth and everything and fucking, uh, what's his name? Wouldn't pull the price on it. Like, he's just like, how much you want for it? You know, they got to make their, their money, you know, as well. Yep. So, you know, they're going to fucking lowball. You know what I mean? Well, you have, I mean, you have to, it's, and the kid was just like, nah, man, like this is, this is the price. What, you know, this is the price. And if you know, you want to get it and have it in your shop. Cool. But, you know, Walt is always in there like, oh, well, you know, I can't sell it for that price. And we know he's going to mark it up 200 to $300. But, you know, he wasn't getting it at the price that he wanted. And literally after the kid walked out, he was just sitting there and he's just like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know when that comic's going to come through this, this, this shop again. So, you know, like you say, we live and we learn, dude. But, you know, sometimes you just can't put a price on, you know, what's important to you and, some, and a piece of history, comic book history, yeah. that you're going to have in your lifetime. And I think it'll it'll... Even if it's not that value now, it'll get to what I paid for it. So, like I said, there's just certain key issues in books, you know, that'll never go down in value. Like, and I'm glad you brought up the comic book, man, because like I, I love that show. I watch it like a billion times. And if you see, like, I don't even, I think it was, I don't know what was that, what era was that show? Like 2011, something like yeah. that. So you look at the prices of those books that they were buying and selling in those days. Those prices are exponentially more expensive now. Oh like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah. Price. Like, like it is it is fucking stupid how much how cheap those books were and had I known like I'd always heard about comic books but I never had no really interest in them because I'm like you know it is what it is and I knew some were valuable like you know everybody knows about uh, you know detective comics you know the very first person Batman and then uh, action comics the very first yeah. uh, Superman Superman you know, I, everybody knows about that stuff but. you know I didn't really know about the key issues for Spider-Man there's just like like that day, the same day I was there, you know, the guy had the first appearance of Spider-Man comic books. One was in, you know, one was like twelve five and twelve thousand five hundred, and the other one was twenty five thousand. 
ungraded and those books graded in you know like a four or a five there you we're talking fifty thousand dollars plus for a comic book so it's just man it's, it's just like a lot of with cars and anything else like you know back in the day cars that are worth a hundred grand now you know old muscle cars and stuff like that you could buy them new in a lot for like three thousand five thousand dollars but it's, you just never really know so uh i think the pandemic has just pushed stuff and and like i said media and media and social media influence quite a bit like um amazing spider-man issue 361 right it was like a 40 50 book all day and then now with and that i should say i'm talking like everybody knows asm 361 uh first appearance of carnage now i paid for a grade in 96 i paid like 500 bucks for it yeah that book like last year $50 book. Now the movie's driving that price up. and it's Oh, just, yeah. Because I mean, people get nostalgic. People, people are like that, and they want the book. Yep. Because everybody, Carney's been around forever, but there's never been a movie. Yeah, nobody paid attention to it until somebody brought it before them. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that I love about comic book men, too, is because they put in, like, I mean, these dudes, Walt is a fucking human dictionary for fucking... And so is Mike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Both of them can sit down there and just fucking talk, like comics that you didn't even know existed but these guys sat there and they read them and everything and you know they for something that they love and they cherish i'm sure that's got to be kind of a slap in the face where all of a sudden people are are jumping on that bandwagon just because they fucking got excited about a movie that came out you mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah so i mean you know it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword like on one end you know the the diehard comic book fans that know about these and know the history and read all the stories and everything. Then you got these new ones that come in here. But, you know, I guess where I'm going with the with the comic book fans is those ones, they're in it because they love the story. They love having the comic. You know what I mean? They're, you know, they're, they're true fans. Mm -hmm. If they're not selling or anything like that, like, I, I could just imagine how they feel about, like, all these newbies coming in. Like, if they're excited that people are getting excited about what they love or if it's like you you never put in the time or the history or the love that i had in the beginning you know what i mean and then now all of a sudden you're excited about this just because you know you saw you know fucking what is it tom hardy <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> and, and got excited about him and it's just and it's, you're right it's you know but i mean for him he don't i mean in that specific scenario he don't carry his money right i mean he, yeah he's the more people that get into it i mean those books are only go up in value which makes more money for the i don't even know if that store still open but anyhow yeah i see what you're saying but it's it, it's like um comic book men is they they still are open but they move their location they move their like. location but you know what i found out that was interesting walt retired she's old man <laughs> that guy was already old when we were doing it so and it's funny because i listened to their podcast because they have he has a podcast with um with brian yeah and then they have that dude from practical jokers yeah that's um what the fuck uh, is his what, name i know what you're talking about but i know the the um it's tsd tell him steve dave i think yeah tell him steve dave that's the podcast that's the podcast um bro he was dropping hints like uh talking about there's a possibility that they're gonna bring comic book uh comic book men back but i think it'll be featuring more ming and mike maybe and the, well, new, I thought ming, the new ming, staff ming left the store i don't think he works for did them, he get out of there i think he got out of there too i don't think the original i think maybe mike's the only one that's the original i think that i think Ming was probably the most popular out of all of them. He was the more person, most personable, um, you know, 
the least introverted person because a lot of comic book collectors are introverts. Right. Uh, well, most collectors in general are <laughs> introverts, right? Uh, but yeah, I I think that means no longer. I I don't think they left on bad terms, but I think he's just doing his own thing. Um, I didn't really talk to him at the con because he was here uh, for the Albuquerque Comic Con. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wish they would because I really enjoyed that show. And again, that's where. I started learning things and understanding, you know, what it is. And it's, you know, it's just passion and stuff. Like, I don't collect everything that has value, and I'm sure there are people that are. I just collect, you know, Spider-Man Venom books, Ninja Turtle books, and that's really all the books I'm collecting right now. Right. I'm not really crazy. You know what's funny, bro? And so, real quick, just, you know, before we get off the whole comic book man thing, but do you think all the excitement will still be there, bro? Like, if they with them losing Walt and losing Brian, because for me, one of the main reasons that I loved watching it is one, I love Brian always giving Mike shit and then always fucking going after Ming. I mean, Ming was the redheaded stepchild, but yeah, I always loved Walt negotiating. Like, you know what I mean? That dude was, he was cutthroat, man. He yeah. Was, you know what pretty, I mean? Yeah. He didn't hold nothing back. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll be as good to be honest. And I think, I mean, I'm not a fortune teller or, you know, or any kind of a mystic, but I mean, the, the thing that makes stuff great is just like when you have a good episode of your podcast, right? You got to have that good dynamic, that good flow. Um, they play off of each other, right? Everybody exactly. has like, everybody has their role. Everybody in that store had their role. Like, you know, like Ming was the, you know, he was, the, he was the punching bag. He was a young guy, <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, you know, Brian was just that sarcastic asshole, and, you know, and then you had Walt, you know, and it's just, everybody has, I don't think it'll be as good if it doesn't have the originals. I don't think it'll be good. Right. Because they all, they all, you know, it was just a good, again, they all melded together and they all, you know, it was just, it was good. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it'll be good. Yeah. So for those of you collectors out there, if you guys haven't heard or watched Comic Book Man, I believe right now you can watch them on Pluto. Did they take it off Amazon? They took it off Amazon. They're charging on Amazon now. So you have to buy the series to watch it. Yeah. Even with uh, Amazon Prime, you still can't watch it for free. They, They let you watch maybe like five episodes of a season. Um, just to you know, get you to to oh, buy, real. but um, um, guys, you can watch them on Pluto right now. So if you ever want to check it out, you know it's called Comic Book Man. Um, you, you you'll be very pleased. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Let's put it this way: a lot of cool shit that comes through the store. A lot of, and it's not just comic book guys. It's uh, people bring in cards. They bring in old school toys, retro. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. <clears throat> I mean, bro, when they showed the the GI Joe um, USS flag, yes, damn, that I thing mean, was three hundred dollars in the eighties. In today's money, that's like a over a thousand dollar toy. Right? It's like a seven foot. <laughs> it's the it's the largest. It's the biggest toy, toy ever, ever made. made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man! And so I mean, you know, for those of you guys that just want to take a walk down memory lane or anything like that, by all means, you know, t- uh, definitely watch the show. Yeah, that's good. You'll uh, you'll see a lot of cool shit. <clears throat> Um, so leading into that, bro, one of the things that I wanted to cover and, you know, the things that we've been collecting. So me lately, I've, um, I've been, I say it a lot on the podcast, but you know, I'm slowly, slowly just taking things off the shelves. Um, Funko is, you know, almost, almost to where like, I'm not even like, I'm not even like worried about pulling the itch or like, I don't have to scratch the itch on buying new shit that's coming out or anything like that it's crazy there's been a lot of releases lately and there's nothing that i've really been excited about but what i have been getting into is like i said i I started collecting football cards again i i forgot the excitement bro 
So I literally, I went toy hunting on one of my lunches. And when I went into Target, I got a routine now where I always go and check, you know, by Pokemon and <clears> shit <throat> like that. Just so that I can take some photos and, you know, you know, put it out there for the other collectors and shit. Well, I saw a box of scorecards and um, a couple of packs. So I bought two packs. They were 50 cards, five bucks each. I was like, fuck, that's a sweet deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the odds are a lot lower you know of of scoring something as opposed to the single packs that have 12 cards in them um so i grabbed a couple of those ones too but fuck dude i felt like a kid again man like i was opening up these packs going through the cards and getting excited again you know what i mean man yeah so i've been getting into that that caused me to pull out my old cards so i've been organized organizing those putting them in books i've also been looking at seeing which ones i could possibly send off to get graded so there's i've got you know i guess in 1990 91 and 92 that's where i was hitting um football baseball basketball and wrestling cards the hardest Mm -hmm. um i was telling my buddy the other day uh jonathan because he's just like bro he goes why was it just you know 1990 you know 91 and 92 and i'm like dude you know what i go now that I think about it, I actually remember. So I used to go on walks with my grandpa because my grandpa used to go and collect cans. Well, when I would go on those walks with him in the morning, we would stop at, at the gas station that was like on that, you know, that on his little route. Mm-hmm. Well, he would always fucking grab me a, a pack of cards, you know, whatever I wanted that day. So then we'd get back, we'd bust them open, we'd look at them, you know what I mean? So that was a childhood memory, you know, that I had. So getting back into the football cards now and everything it's exciting the cards look beautiful that's one of the things that i'm really excited about it i mean they got chrome you know foil on them and gold and i mean the the card like you like if you were blind you could fucking feel it i mean it's like it had braille on it you know what i mean yeah yeah you know it's got texture and everything so a lot of those things have been cool but also i've been getting back into comic books so i've been buying a lot of comic books i don't give a fuck what the value is on them but if the like you said you know because i know you said you said it earlier when we were talking you're like i don't even care what the fucking story is if the artwork's beautiful on the front of it i fucking want it that's the way that i've been but there's some where i'm just sitting there and i'm like i want to read the fucking story you know what i mean because i'm not going to send it off to get graded or anything like that so it is something though that you know i just like to keep in but you know i do love the fucking artwork on the front of these things you know, it's gorgeous, man. Um, the one that I recently purchased was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. And um, it's the one where fucking Donatello supposedly dies. That one, bro, fucking cover to cover, man. Page to page fucking had me pulled in. I was a kid again. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there sitting, just reading the story page for page. And the artwork inside is just... I don't even know how to I don't even know how to say it, but it, it it had me drawn in. It had my attention. It had me almost like, you know how you feel when you're watching a movie and you're pulled in and you've got that edge of the seat feeling. You're just like, fuck, what's going to happen next? You know, type shit. Well, that's what it was doing with me, you know, for the comic book. So that was something like really, you know, really, really cool. And for something that I spent like five bucks on, I got so much value out of it. You know what I mean? Yep. Now it's locked up. It's safe keep. I boarded it. I put a plastic around it. You know what I mean? Yep. And it'll, you know, it'll sit there until whatever I decide to do with it. But 
You know, and and who knows? It was such a great story. <clears throat> I'll probably pull it out and fucking read it again. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a a lot of the stuff too. And it's you're like me. It's you, there's sentiment involved in it. You mentioned that a few times, and and that's something you know. I don't know if you noticed. You say it, but like. It's all it's all memories, right? You touch on it where you talk about, oh, you know, these are the card stuff with your grandfather, and you know that's something that you'll always have, and nobody can take it from you. But it's that's it, the cards, like I said, they have no value. It's what you is just the experience, right? And humans, we are emotions. You know, we're attached to our emotions generally, and that's what that's what that's what you're talking about. Everything you're talking about is like it's how you're feeling. It made you feel a certain way, and that's what you're that's what you're getting high off of. You're getting right. high off of making you feel good. Uh, feeling excitement, feeling young, feeling you know nostalgia for your upbringing. So that's a little, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, and I think that drives a lot of stuff. I mean, that's what drove a lot of the video game market. You know, people our age, you know, the 30, 40 year olds that grew up with certain things have jobs and have earning power, and that's what you know the retro yeah, we market, buy these the retro market, and the retro toys <laughs> and retro. It's a, it became profitable because our generation, it's our time. Yeah, you know that's what it is. So and it's nostalgia. That's what it all breaks down to. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I even took my dad on a fucking toy hunt. We were just sitting there bored, and I was talking to him about the um, the uh, 66 Batman that came out by McFarland Toys, and he's like, you didn't get it? And I was like, I fucking missed it. I was, or no, I think I actually got it, and then fucking Target canceled my order. Yeah. Um. So he's just like, He's just looking at me, and I'm like, you want to go for a hunt? And he's like, yeah, let's go check it out. <laughs> but, I mean, he was even tripping out. I mean, you know, he we're just walking around. We fought, We saw from Jada Toys a 57 Bel Air, black yeah. and white. I took some fucking awesome photos with it's it that I'm, that I'm going to drop. They make some sweet sweet shit, man. Yeah. They really do. But, you know, just, you know, <clears throat> when, I, when, when I grabbed that one, the ride back, he's sitting there fucking telling me stories about, you know, his – is a GTO and the brakes going out on it and freaked him out. And that's why he sold the car and he regrets it to this day. Yeah, but like, I imagine he does. You know what I mean? He just, it just opened up a lot of things and he was just telling me all these, all these stories and shit. But I mean, he was blown away because I, I'm literally like going down the aisles, you know, as a toy hunter, we already have our fucking routine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, A to Z. Well, he's just like, well, is that it? And I'm like, no, nah, man. I was like, you know, we got to hit the Lego aisle for you because, you know, he loves he building loves Legos. Legos. Um, but, you know, we were going down that aisle. He's sitting there, you know, checking everything out, you know, looking at what he wants. He didn't find anything. He keeps looking at that Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, that's, that's, exp- that's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them damn Legos is cheap. They ain't cheap, man. Them Legos are expensive. Yeah, that plastic's got gold on it, man. Jeez. Uh, but you know, we were looking at that, and then I'm, you know, I tell him like, all right, well, we got to go check the WWE and the AEW aisle. So we go down there, we're checking out all that, and I'm like, and then they got He Man, they got Jurassic Park, you know, and they've got, you know, the the Marvel Legends section at all the targets has been empty pegs. I don't know if they're preparing for the spider-man shit that's coming through or if there's another delay again on on the toys production getting them out of asia they're not made here yeah they're they're still getting fucked up by code over there but that's like until all this stuff started happening i don't remember fucking toys to shelves being empty like that right not since like if you watch like the craze like uh on on um it reminds me of um the toys that made us. Oh yeah. Thing on, when, they, when the Ninja Turtles things, the fucking shelves were bare. And I, I don't know if it's it's not the necessarily the same thing, but damn, it's like you can't get shit. Right. There's nothing in there. Right. The um yeah, it's uh it, it it's crazy right now. Um, there's days where 
shit is just stocked and then there's other days where it's just like damn i didn't see anything but where i was getting to is just you know my dad actually saw the excitement and i'm sitting there you know and i'm breaking down the figurines for him and shit mm-hmm. like that because he's just like you know what how do you know all this and i'm like i you obsess over it i was like you know <laughs> i see other i see other photographers and shit like that and you know them you know staying up to date with everything that releases and shit like that like that fucking um uh that sentinel from uh what was it uh hasbro pulse yeah. that fucking came out and, and people are starting to receive them now i actually got a guy that i'm gonna be talking to his name's paulo picasso he's been on He's been on this podcast before. He's from San Diego. He got one. So he's going to be on the podcast to talk about that. So be on the lookout for that one. He's going to tell us the whole story behind that one. But that's a dope figure. That man. thing is fucking huge, man. He did an unboxing on his Instagram. Jesus Christ. F- fucking amazing. But I mean, I just, I don't know. I, 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 when I saw it, I was just like, what the fuck would I do with that? And then <laughs> number two, I was just like, I, you know, I don't, that's something I just don't want to get into. Cause I, I mean, if I, if I were to go that route, then that would be me. I'm going to be jumping up to hot toys and all that shit. And that's just something like, yeah, that's a different, that's yeah, a different ballpark. I'm going to stay in my financial lane, man. I know where, <laughs> I know where I need to for be now, in. For now, anyways, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, yeah. I mean, we could, I complain about, like you say, NECA figures and stuff like that being expensive, but fuck, some of those other figures are pricey. Yeah. One of the th- one of the cool things that I ran into though is I did get to see the gargoyles drop from NECA. Those are pretty so sweet. So I I took a couple photos, posted them. You know, a couple people hit up on them, and and I was like, "Hey, Real Rancho Target, and go you know, go check it out." There's at least three or four of them over there. And then I I hit um, Uptown Target recently. There was one there, but it, it it's a really beautiful figurine, but. For me, from from my perspective, is I'll take one or shots, one or two shots with it, and then I'm done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just an easy pass. Right now, I've been, like I said, I've just been on on the hunt for that '66 Batman shit, and I almost fucking had it today. I was this morning, you know, normal routine. We go to the Target app or GameStop or yeah. whatever, you know, to check to see what's releasing. I had it, uh, it. There was one available. I had it in my car right when I hit checkout. Boom! It was sold. <laughs> was it the way? Is it uh, pick up in store or was it shipped to you? <coughs> it had both options. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, man. It's, and there's fucking toy hunters everywhere, man. We're not. This is not. I mean, obviously, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing on social media. It's a huge thing on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that, Twitter, all that shit. I was it just. And they watch you, you know, because you go into an aisle. Most people are respectful. Like, I go into the Hot Wheels aisle, and I'm just passing through looking, and you see, like, they're fucking like crack kids, bro, peeking around the corner. Oh, yeah. Watching you. <laughs> and then you'll you'll walk out of the aisle, and there they come, and they're you're going through the same stuff. I'm like, oh, yep. man, it's, it's fucking weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trip, man. And I guess it, maybe it always existed, but, again, I didn't – I started collecting – I've always collected something, but I didn't get into, like, collectible figures and stuff. Like, I started with the Funkos and – on like 2016, 2017. So I guess maybe I never really noticed because it wasn't it wasn't something that I was doing. But it's 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 out there, man. I don't know. Right? It really is. Think about it, bro. The <laughs> shit that we see now, or you know what I mean? We see like an old figurine and when we were hunting for these Funkos, all those fucking figurines and shit like that were there. Yeah. We just weren't paying attention to them because we were fucking too fixated on finding those fucking Funkos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. 
it's priority. I guess priorities. Yeah. Like, I didn't care about none of that crap. Exactly. I resisted Funkos for years when I seen, what the fuck is this shit? Who wants these stupid ass right? fucking toys? <laughs> Hastings. I mean, I see them at Hastings. All, you know, RIP Hastings, right? But you know, they had a fucking massive wall of Funkos. Oh, bro, and Hastings had some of the most high, well, not most valued fucking like NECA and like figurines and shit like that. Hastings was known for a lot of the horror shit. Yeah. And to see these now to like want to buy them. I mean, they're selling in the hundreds. Yeah. And you could have gone to fucking Hastings, probably bought it for twelve ninety nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably on clearance, probably sitting there forever. Yep. I just didn't, I didn't care about it. I was didn't like, even think about it. Who the fuck it. wants this stupid ass toy? But now your priorities change and your taste for collecting change. So. Right. <laughs> Here today, gone tomorrow, man. Exactly. It's, yeah, the collecting is, there's so many nuances and, and different facets to the hobby. Some people see it as a hobby. Some people say it is a, is a business. It's just, either, you know. Yeah. It's whatever your poison it's is. whatever your poison is. What, um, uh, let's, let's get away from, uh, well, it's still collect the collecting world, but you, uh, you mentioned earlier that, you know, video games are getting graded and shit like that. And I watch a lot of the, you know, shout out to the pixel game squad and gobble. Um, I always watch, you know, riff, um, th- that dude's got a great insight on video games and he's, you know, a lot of people in the YouTube world, you know, love him and, you know, he's gets to meet with different collectors and shit like that and he met with a guy that had nes games graded and the value in the entire house of his collection was over a million dollars if he ever chose to to fucking sell Mm -hmm. what do you think that's doing to the video game community right now or or, well actually jake let me ask you because you're you're a video gamer Mm -hmm. you ran your own store specifically for video Retro games. games yeah. Um what do you what do you what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that? So it's fucked. That's short and simple as it's fucked. The, the the graded video game market is absolutely is manipulated. Um it's and when I say manipulate I mean it, it's so let's put it this way. Um we've covered, you know, um, we talk about Funko Pops, we talk about baseball cards, we talk about comic books, we talk about X, Y, and Z. So all these things have been around for a long time. And right now I mentioned population reports on grading sites and stuff like that. So recently a sealed graded um, Super Mario 64 sold for $1.5 million. $1.5 million for one game that isn't necessarily rare. That's the problem, and I'll get more into it So and, and lead you to where I'm talking about. So it sold, for, and then like I said, 64 is, oh, how old is it now? We're talking over 90, 15 years, right? What is it, 95? Maybe even 20? 95, 96, maybe? Yeah. 96, anyhow. There's still um, people that have or find sealed cases of games, and Super Mario 64 was a launch title. They made millions and millions of copies of this game. So <clears throat> where I'm leading with this is there's a company, and the one that sold was uh, Wada Games. And it's a grading company that started up. It's only been around ooh, maybe a couple years. Um, but they also ran Heritage Auctions. 
so the grading company was also in bed with the auction company. I think I talked about this before on one of the other episodes. So it's, it's like insider trading is double dipping. So if there's no population reports. There's no, there's no none of that. It's just people. It, we don't, you know, the, the the general consensus is it's not even collectors that are buying these games for these obscene amounts of money. Um, because for one, most gamers that collect like that don't have a 1.5 million to spend on a on a game that isn't even so rare. So where I'm going with this is that it's 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 unethical. Uh, and where I was going with this too is like you know the books we talk about, expensive books. That was over time, and we know how many exist. So we don't know how many of this this uh, you know this uh, nine eight graded or whatever the graded was. It was the highest graded copy known. And the thing about it is, only a couple weeks later, a month later, another one came up, sold at a different auction house, and it sold for seven hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars. So, in the month of a span, somebody that just purchased this. You know, and they're not even releasing who purchased it, the name, anything like that. So we don't even know if it did actually, you know, if the seller came through or whatever, the purchaser came through or whatever. But anyhow, if that did sell, if that sale sale was legitimate, you say you bought something for one point five million, and then you know, in a month or two months later, another one in the same grade, the same you know, same pristine condition, sold for half of what you paid for it. You just took an eight hundred thousand dollar loss, right? In a matter of two months. So there's too many hands in the cookie jar. There's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's just, it, that's when I say it's fucked. It's because it's, um, it sort of happened, you know, it, there's all kinds of stuff that's coming to light. Like people that uh, were involved with this grading stuff like this, this auction stuff, um, he was involved. Because there's bubbles that have popped in collecting. And the same thing happened with coin collecting. And the, like this bubble popped uh, with coins. And this guy that's doing this with the video games was also involved in this kind of scandalous behavior with coins. So it's just like... You know, these group of people came together, they created something, and it, it was basically overnight, right? And then these things are selling for obscene amounts of money. When There's no sale history. There's no, you know, there's not enough of them being sold to justify that price. So people are it, just buying it, in on the hype. People are just buying it. And, we, and like I said, the, the guy, you know, if, if I bought that, you know, 9.8 based off the thought that this is like a rare or unique piece that it's, there's no more. And then we're starting to see, you know, another one just came up. And it sold for half of what I pay for it. I'd be fucking livid. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Because there's other, you know, you can't just do whatever you want. You know, there's the Security uh, Exchange Commission that gets involved. They want to, you know, there's a lot of things that you can. You people can go to jail over this kind of stuff because it's, it's, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that you know, you know, we don't want to see people being frauded. And that's what that's the biggest thing is that this company started up overnight, and there's getting these record sales overnight. It right. Grow organic. And like I said, we know that a, uh, a Spider Man. You know, issue number one. We know how many basically are out there in what in what grade, so it justifies the price. Same thing, you know, first Batman. We know how many generally are out there, how many are graded in the population, how many are at this specific grade, it justifies the price. So there's nothing to justify the prices that these games, these graded games are selling for. So it's it's right. super fucked. It's 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 creating an unsafe uh it's creating an unsafe thing, and then again, you know, it's I don't know. I was always buying. I always buy if the box was in condition and complete. It didn't have to be sealed, but these are sealed, graded games. And the thing about it, like again, if it was a rare, uh, previous to this, there was um, I think it was a couple hundred thousand or a hundred thousand. It was a uh, Mario Brothers for the NES. It was um, one of the very first printings or productions of it. It didn't have a cellophane wrap. 
it was a black box and it had like a, a Nintendo sticker over it, you know, there, and it was rare. And I guess that kind of, but even then, that was kind of like a, you know, a crazy price for a game, right? Because there was millions of those, not necessarily that version, but I mean, those, you know, Mario Brothers was a packing game for the NES for right. many years. So it's a dangerous, a dangerous thing. This graded, graded game stuff. And now everybody's getting into it. CGC got a company. They created a company that grades video games now. The one that's really uh, kind of in the hot seat is Wada, but they sold to um, they sold that company. And again, like I said, so they generated this hype, selling these expensive games through the auction house. That and again, they're grading and they're the auction house. And then they sold the company for a huge amount of money to another you know group. So, Damn. So. Basically, they made all this money overnight doing basically nothing. Yeah. They, they controlled the market. They controlled everything from the grading process to the auction. And we don't, again, it's just like this it's dirty. It's just, man, there's just so many fucking red flags. And then they, they cash out even more. And then they by cash out. They sold the business. So selling, they, you know, selling selling a dream. Exactly. You know, or a fast one, you know, which could be a nightmare for the person that buys it. So the thing about it is like, you know, I'm not that shitty of a person that like, hey, you know, you're you're a multimillionaire, a billionaire. Fuck you. You lose a million and a half. Fuck you. So what? Right. It, it, yeah, you could be that shitty of a person, but no, you don't want to see somebody being taken advantage of. And it may, it's not even necessarily that because what we don't know who bought it. But say, say me and you, right? We're 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 investment buddies, and we're like, okay, why are we going to make some money? We pull together our life savings, you know, maybe a hundred grand, and go in on this game, a sealed whatever. Right. And that's our life savings. Yeah. And we buy it. And it fucking tanks and we lose our life savings over this shit that was never really had no foundation in the first place. That's yeah. where that's where the problem comes from. Oh yeah. I'd be ready to He's got a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so that's uh, uh I would not this is a PSA to anybody, I would not buy graded sealed games. Period. For me, I mean, I don't even know what I would want to spend my money on 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 a sealed game. You know what I mean? Because to me, I'm buying it because I want to play it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean. I mean, with that one, when we talk about the the Super Mario sixty four. So for one, there's millions of copies you can play. Yeah. Spend ten, fifteen, twenty dollars to get a copy and play it. I would love to see exactly how they sold this person or got this auction up to that price to where. You know what I mean? Because they built the hype. Because there was no other. They basically built it as the only one that exists. This is the only nine point eight that exists. Oh, okay. That's how they build it. Okay, this is this Mario sixty four. It's a it's a nine eight, fine whatever plus plus or whatever the fuck they grade. I don't even know exactly what the number they use. I think is they use nine eight. But anyhow, is it easier for them to? Well, it, obviously it's well, easier for them to. It. So they yeah. like so they could they, they could get all these copies in, and keep them in the back. And be like okay, right? They can control what gets graded and what graded is. And then, then they're the fucking auction house. So they can be like, okay, yeah, this is the only one, but they know they got, and there's not other companies out there that grade. Not, these games, there, right? there are, but they're not, it's very new. Okay. It's very new. Graded video games is very new. I mean, we're talking like a year or two. Uh, it's not something that's been around for a long time. It's not a vetted process yet. So that's, that's the, that's where people are seeing, issue it's just like it's fucked up right that's a trip man <laughs> it really is that's crazy i didn't i didn't know that i had heard about that nintendo 64 game selling for that amount mm-hmm. i didn't read the details on it and everything i should have um but yeah it's, it's a trip man i don't 
I don't know. It's crazy. And uh, one of the things that I, you know, that that I love watching with, you know, the the pix- the NES um, NES Pursuit, the Pixel Game Squad. Um, you know, these dudes, they go out there. You know, it's crazy, bro. They these flea markets that they hit in California are fucking jackpots, bro. You and I go to the flea market here in New Mexico, <laughs> and it's fucking horrible. These guys strike gold like every fucking little thing, you know, every little booth that they go to. They, a lot of them you see they put in their collection, you know what I mean? Um, they make trades also. They <laughs> they got a little thing going on with GameStop, which is hilarious. So the fucking Wii controllers mm-hmm. for a while, because the, the Wii is getting popular again. Yep. It's fucking hot again. People are wanting it. Um, but, bro... Riff put a video where he said, I'm going to go out hunting at the flea market. <clears throat> I'm going to buy what I feel I can trade in at GameStop. And I'm going to get the Xbox X one or whatever the fuck the it's called. One, yeah. yeah. The newest one mm-hmm. for free. He fucking pulled it off. Yeah. I'm sure. All did. in trade ins. Yeah. And a lot of it was like we shit. And you know what I mean? Like a couple other games that he fucking knew were going to have value. You know what I mean? So, and that's it's, it's hard. I mean, the fucking cell phone is ruined. Flea market, even garage selling. Yeah, you go to a garage sale and they're fucking asking eBay prices. Yeah, they check their phone. Like when they you ask them, like, phone. "Hey, what's that?" Pr- what, what that's why, like, that? I don't, I don't pull my dick out on the like, I don't pull my dick out and get hard when I see something. I play it cool and be like, right. "Yeah, okay." <laughs> hey, what's the you know how much you want for this? Yeah, and because sometimes you it, will get those houses though where they're just like, "I've got to get this shit out of exactly. here." So just give me a price. But you know, again, you know, I like I said, I the company I work for, I'm out and about, so I, I work, uh, you know, Fridays and Saturdays. I'm in residential neighborhoods, right? So I'm not going to say where I work, but I'm out and about in residential neighborhoods, uh, and f- people are out there doing it in the garage sales. It's yeah. still a thing, but man, like I said the the um, the cell phone has definitely put a damper on. You know, used to be able to find good deals oh yeah because that's what we used to do in the store you know we would have either we do it ourselves or we'd have people that we would pay you know that's what they were pickers they would just go out and then bring their fines to us and we would pay them for what they find right but it's it's fucking hard man profit margins are slim oh people are people are getting into shit man i mean you got storage wars you got these fucking pawn shops you've got People on YouTube that are posting videos of, you know, landing on these amazing comic books and shit, you know, when they go out hunting. So people, I mean, I get it. People are out there. They're, you know, they're doing it. We see the, I mean, we post videos of us at the yeah. flea market of what we find. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, you know, the, the market's huge and people are getting educated and they're learning and it's a, it's a, it's a tough world out there for the toy hunters. Yep, definitely <laughs> is. No, it, it is. It's hard. So, you, again, you just never really know. You know, that's why we go out, because you never know what you're going to find. Yeah, exactly. You get lucky that day. You know, even, the, you know, the, I used to be able to find things at Goodwills and the Savers, and even those are picked over. Right. Even, yep. those, even those places are picked over. Yeah, that's true. Even those motherfuckers want eBay prices. Yeah. They're starting to get smart They're about They're starting to get smart, too. too. Like, they have stuff that they put in their high-value stuff, and that they put in the cases. They, they fucking go to eBay, and they look at these prices. Bro, there's that fucking Goodwill auction website. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of dope shit that you can land on there. My buddy, actually, I got to talk to you about it later, but uh, he uh, he landed a comic book lot, and 
one of the comics in there is one that I don't even think I don't even know if it was graded, but it um it was selling in the range of five hundred to eight hundred dollars. Yeah, some of those raw books will command a price. Yeah. Depending. Like I said, some of that old stuff, man, like I said, that guy fall fucking page is not even attached to the book anymore and that book is still in the thousands of dollars because right. it's that rare. Yeah, because where are you gonna find them? You can't. Nowhere. So <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, man, I don't know. Collective world is it's um This, this pandemic has really changed collecting. I'm a big, you know, since we started talking and hanging out and knowing each other, like I said, you've seen the difference. It's fucking different. Everybody's into it now. Everybody's. Yeah. But it, there's less people that are doing it as a hobby and more people that are doing it as a business. As a business. Yeah. And that's they're not the, collectors. They're, they're doing it to flip. That's the bitch about it, too, because, I mean, not only, you know, will they buy one item, but a lot of these ones will buy in bulk. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're fucked. Yep. So. Very true. So, guys, watch your money. Watch that money because <laughs> Edu- it'll be gone. Exactly. Educate yourselves. You know, uh, you know, just get out there. And like I said, you know, YouTube is a wonderful platform to, you know, just see what's going on in the world. Listen to the Funkaholics podcast because we are here to educate you guys. Um, guys, we have uh, we have met that we have met that mark. And I say it all the time. You know, you uh, you run out of time when you talk about what you love. Yeah, and, man. It seems like we've been here for five minutes. <laughs> right. Time time goes. And me and Jay got to hit a target to see you know if we can score anything. So we'll uh, we'll take a look and like I said, we'll get the video up there soon. I also want to do an unboxing, guys. So I'll see if if uh, Jake wants to jump in with me on that one. I know I posted in the last video and saying that it'll be coming soon. I promise you, I will bust him open today and I'll do a recording. So we'll get that going out there for you. But definitely, as always, guys. Like, subscribe, download, share, tell anybody, tell everyone. It's the Funkaholics podcast. That's F-U-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-K-S. Not the C because they fucking suck and they don't even (laughs) exist anymore. The K kicked them out. The K kicked them out. (laughs) And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please, five-star rating. Super simple. You just go out there, hit the five stars, and then it takes it from there. You don't even have to leave a comment. Just hit us with five stars. It does so much for the podcast. We really do appreciate it. I am your host, Nando T. We are out of here. But before we say goodbye, I want to thank Jake, as always, for coming down here, dropping that fucking knowledge. (laughs) Nerd knowledge, but it's all good. (laughs) Dropping that knowledge here on the podcast and to all the Funkaholic listeners out there. So, If you want to follow me or see what I've been up to or the stuff that I find or come up with, follow me at at turbo uh, underscore collector on Instagram, and you can see... Most of my pictures on there. Yes, guys, lots of slabs. Slabs are graded comics, guys. <laughs> slab, yeah, slab books. <laughs> Cards, slabs, anything. I had, to, I had to learn that the hard way one time, but <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you got to educate yourself. Till next time, Funkaholics, we'll catch you back. Take care.